0: This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. So next we're going to have a presentation. It's a group presentation, and I've already introduced, I've already told you about the amazing Laura Schmidt, who is a policy researcher who has, um, been actively helping institutions change policies around food and sweetened beverages. And she is the, my co-PI on this uh, SO grant. And you've met Amanda Gilbert, our Executive Director, who has, uh, is an amazing researcher. You'll hear about one of our sub-studies. Um, and now I want to introduce to you Leanne Jensen. Leanne has been at UCSF over 10 years, and she's now the Director of Wellness. Being the Director of Wellness at a big institution, you know, you could just have an office job, sit there, and and kind of do the status quo. Leanne is a visionary. Leanne doesn't see obstacles. And she is an expert in diplomacy. And you're going to hear about what she's been doing over the last several years. Um, She's responsible for the Healthy Beverage Initiative with Laura Schmidt. Uh, so this is, you are going to see a partnership between, you know, let's say, um, real-world application and using a research database to cause real change. So I'm happy to introduce Leanne Jensen. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Alyssa, and thank you for having me here today. You know, at UCSF, we advance health worldwide, and we do that every day. We try and do it in everything that we do. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Healthy Beverage Initiative. But before I get started, I kind of wanted to preface it with a wellness story. You know, As the director of wellness, I'm charged with creating a healthy campus environment, building a culture of wellness. And what we were doing over the last few years is trying everything under the sun. But what we realized is that we were just shooting darts in the dark. We were trying healthy eating campaigns, putting flyers up next to the food and saying, choose this salad and not this french fry or we were having chair massage programs and stretching classes on site, but what we realized is we were not having the impact that we really hoped to have. We were not influencing change, we were not influencing health. At best, we are seeing 2% of our population participate. We have 30,000 employees at UCSF, a couple thousand students, and thousands of visitors that come on our campus every day. So what we realized is we weren't addressing one thing, our built environment. And that's how the Healthy Beverage Initiative was born.
2: At the University of California, San Francisco, advancing health worldwide is our mission. As a renowned health organization, it is important that we are attentive to our health at home. A main factor that prevents many from living healthy lives is excessive sugar intake. It is recommended that men, women, and children limit sugar consumption to live a healthy life A 20-ounce bottle of soda contains around 16 teaspoons of sugar, which far exceeds everyone's daily limit. Sugar scientists have discovered that sugar-sweetened beverages are a main culprit of the problem. This is any beverage that includes added caloric sweeteners such as soda, energy drinks, fruit drinks, sports drinks, and sweetened coffees and teas. With over 60 names, added sugar can be hiding anywhere. That's why it's easy to consume more than our daily allowance too much sugar doesn't just make us fat, it can also make us sick by overloading critical organs, increasing the risk of diabetes, heart disease, and liver disease, even in people of normal weight. Sugar-sweetened beverages are the leading source of added sugar in the U.S. and make up 36% of our added sugar consumption. The average American consumes 45 gallons of sugar-sweetened beverages a year. We want to do our part to help our faculty, staff, and students, patients, visitors, and members of our community to be healthy. As of November 2015, we will only be selling healthy beverages on campus. However, anyone can still bring their own sugar-sweetened beverages. We believe a healthy environment helps produce healthy decisions. That's why we continue to develop programs like Smart Choice to help identify healthy food options. As a global leader in research about the effects of sugar overconsumption, we are glad to join an ever-growing community of progressive health systems. For more details about our Healthy Beverage Initiative, visit healthybeverages.ucsf.edu. Living a healthier life, now that is sweet.
1: that video gave you the gist as to why we did this and what the Healthy Beverage Initiative is all about, but I do want to just walk you through a few quick details so you have a full understanding of what it is. The Healthy Beverage Initiative at UCSF eliminated the sale and service of all sugar-sweetened beverages. And we started this uh, July 1 of this year, and we finished November 1st. So this was a phased out approach. We didn't just yank everything off the shelves at once. We did it in a thoughtful process across all of our many campus locations. We have over 23 buildings um, in the city. And this included all of our vending machines, cafeterias and our hospitals, uh, campus eateries, retail locations, and all catering services, and even our patient menus changed as a result of this initiative. So people often ask me, why sugar-sweetened beverages? When you're addressing a built environment, there are many things you could pick on. Why did you pick on sugar-sweetened beverages? And the answer is really simple, and I think you saw that in the video, is that it's, liquid sugar is one of the leading causes of chronic disease in this country. It's diabetes, heart disease, liver disease. And so it really was a low-hanging fruit for us, um, an easy thing that we could start with. So here's a list of all the drinks that are acceptable under the Healthy Beverage Initiative at UCSF. You'll see I broke them down into two different categories, a blue and an orange. So we heavily promote the blue ones, which are the um, healthiest drinks. And then the orange, um, they are the diet and the 100% fruit juice, which are sometimes controversial. And we heavily vetted the diet drinks. And the reason we decided to keep them is because our faculty researchers felt that the evidence, the scientific evidence behind artificial sweeteners is not quite as strong as it is around sugar. So until that catches up, we've decided to keep them on our uh, menus. And one very important point I want to point out about this initiative is that this is not a ban. So anyone is still welcome to bring or drink a sugar-sweetened beverage at UCSF, But UCSF is taking a stand in health and what we believe, and we have the right to not sell or serve them. So um, we're not going to be policing anyone. (laughs) You're welcome to bring or drink them, but um, it is not a ban. And here's a list of some of our, actually, I'm sorry, all of our campus vendors. And this is an addition to our hospital cafeterias and cafes that are participating in the Healthy Beverage Initiative. And I want to point out that this is a voluntary participation There were no contracts ripped up. There were no heavy hands. This was not a draconian approach that we took. We spent a lot of time educating these folks on why it was important that we remove sugary drinks for UCSF, and they quickly became our partners in health in this initiative and all voluntarily participated. So then lastly, I just uh, wanted to point out that after we did this, a lot of people started asking, well, how did you do it? So I wanted to just run quickly through some best practices and how-tos. We modeled our initiative after another successful organization, University of Michigan. They rolled out an initiative in 2013, and we found that that was really helpful, especially for our senior leadership to say, here's another example of someone who's done it and it can be done. We created a very clear definition of what a sugar-sweetened beverage is. That was really important. And we got senior leadership buy-in early. But what was really fantastic about it is that they didn't say, yes, let's do it, go rip off all the drinks right away. They said, we love the idea, but we want to hear what everyone else has to say. So at that um, point in time, we put together a presentation with the education components and the why, and we hit the road and visited all of our stakeholders at UCSF, major management groups and committees that helped us uh, form this initiative. And I want to point out that it was really important that we communicated this a lot. And for anyone who is trying to do that, uh, roll out an initiative like this, the communication and the education is key. We wanted to make sure that everyone knew that this was coming, this is what to expect, and here's why we're doing it. And we preached that over and over again. And we had a really strict timeline, and we stuck to it, and I think people appreciated that. They knew what to expect. And lastly, we addressed freedom of choice before anyone could raise their hand and ask the question. That was really important and spoke volumes. We made sure that we said, you have the freedom of choice to bring and drink whatever you want, but UCSF also has the freedom of choice to not be in the business of making money off a product that we know causes harm to individuals. So I'll leave you with a uh, example of one of our marketing materials. As you'll notice, it has a positive spin. We really focused on what we were keeping, what we were selling, instead of what we were taking away. We didn't want to make the focus about that, um, and it was it was very helpful. And uh, we've heard nothing but the majority support for this. Thank you.
3: So. What Leanne neglected to say is that our Healthy Beverage Initiative made UCSF the first medical center and campus in the nation to do this, to do a sales ban on sugary beverages. She's a humble human being. (laughs) And so because of that, we have been barraged with requests from, uh, uh, I can't speak to the exact names, but a a major um, health insurance plan a national hospital chain to uh, help them do the same, and so we really see ourselves, and as well as working with the uh, President napoletano 's Global Food Initiative, to see if this is a model that might be proliferated across UC campuses and our medical centers at, uh, elsewhere uh, outside of UCSF. So we're really hoping that we're setting that this is the, setting the stage. For the health sector to really be out in front on this issue, and to lead the way, rather than in, in, in all honesty, in the tobacco case, we had a lot of physicians saying, "Hey, I smoke; it's okay for you to smoke too," to their patients. And in this situation, we want to be, we want the health sector out in front on the lead. We've got a major epidemic of type two diabetes and obesity, as you all know, and we all. Uh, a, a major f- aspect of, of this initiative has been to hold UCSF responsible for doing right by our patients and our employees and so forth. So, because this is the first, of course, it needed, there's n- never been a rigorous evaluation of an effort like this. And so the minute that we got the go-ahead to roll out the, the, the sales ban, we tried to get a, a baseline in the field so that we could study the impacts and whether this actually will be effective. We know it's effective for alcohol and tobacco to do sales bans in, 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 uh, in, in places of employment, but we don't know, uh, and hospitals, we don't know that for sugar-sweetened beverages. And so it was very important to us, and we have an absolutely wonderful collaboration in the evaluation going on with numerous, inc- an incredible team of research assistants, as well as many of our faculty, interdisciplinary faculty, and collaboration with our Campus Life Services and Wellness to do the evaluation. So it's a really cool cross-sector uh, within UCSF evaluation. We are in the field right now with our first wave of data collection, and so I'm gonna give you a peek sneak, a sneak peek at where, where what kinds of things we're seeing. We do have our baseline pre-HBI implementation data in hand. Uh, so I'm going to talk, there are two pieces to this, and Amanda is going to talk about a very, very novel metabolic sub-study that's going on within the context of a larger survey. I'll speak to the survey part. Uh, it was actually that we, we wound up with um, uh, about t- 2,400 uh, 2,429 UCSF employees sampled. It's a representative sample. We oversampled over our service and manual workers because we were concerned about uh, the disproportionate harms of diabetes and obesity on those populations, 75%, uh, 76% response rate at baseline. And we're currently in the middle of the fifth month of data collection. I'm going to go to. I'm sorry that this slide is so complex, but I'm going to go to uh, a uh, a little bit of our baseline data. Um, so th- let me start here. The, this is this gives you a snapshot. Uh, we, we drew our sample stratified ac- across employee classes. So by sector, we really mean the class of employees uh, within the UCSF um, uh, population of employees. We drew a sample of 2,400-plus out, out of uh, the 30,000 employees at UCSF. And the folks, and so this gives you the baseline daily soda, uh, sugary beverage consumption across groups. And as you can see, the folks in the middle are service and manual uh, uh, maintenance workers have very high consumption rates. So essentially, what you're seeing there is in that top bar on the, uh, the light green bar, that's total consumption per day. It's over 30 ounces a day, which is just a little bit less than a liter of soda or sports drinks on a daily basis, very, very high consumption rates, certainly exceeding uh, dietary limits, what would be recommended for, uh, for health. Our medical technicians as well um, uh, are, are, are a population um, at risk. So our, our UCSF community follows uh, the population burden that we see elsewhere in the U.S., uh, uh, l- lower income communities of color tend to be disproportionately affected. Uh, one of the things that everybody told us when we started out on this was they said, it's going to be armed rebellion if you take, <laughs> take this away from people. We have nurses that they rely on these drinks to stay up at night on their night shifts. It's going to be chall- really challenging. And so, as Leanne mentioned, we did everything we could to roll this thing out, educate people. We used a lot of health education materials, even take the sugar challenge, all sorts of different things to help prepare the way. Uh, What you can see is those little green dots at the bottom across our employee uh, uh, categories. Those are the people who said they strongly disagree with the policy. They don't like it, and they they, they, they are strongly against it a minuscule percentage of the employee population uh, uh, was uh, saying that they, were, they very much disagreed. The lighter uh, green bars are people who sort of disagreed with it. So on the whole, less than 20% of the folks at UCSF across our uh, employee population said that they didn't think it was such a great idea. The first line uh, represents... Uh, uh, people's overall opinion of the policy the second set of bars is how will it affect me and the third set of bars for each group is how do you think it's going to shape the UCSF as a place to work and on the whole, people felt that it was going to not affect them very much, but that they felt that it was going to have a stronger impact on the UCSF community as a whole, whether it was positive or negative. And as you can see, there were a lot of people in the blue who had very, very positive reactions to uh, the Healthy Beverage Initiative. Um, so that's the uh, – I, I want to show you a, a sneak peek at some of the data that we are um, – Collecting in our first follow-up sample, so we are currently in the field uh, at our five-month post-baseline follow-up evaluation, and we we, so we have about twenty percent of the sample collected, and what you can see from this is some very very early results. In terms of the first, we, we, we have our, uh, the first. Uh, we have ch- our various cohorts in our in our sample, and this is the first cohort of people who have been interviewed. About 520 pe- people so far. And if you look at the top, overall, uh, the mean changes in ounces per day uh, is people have decreased their consumption by about 1.2 ounces uh, per day. So that would translate. Uh, into, um, uh, on a weekly basis, it's about eight ounces of soda or sugary drinks. On a monthly basis, people would be drinking, on average, a liter less per day. And um, on a yearly basis, 13 liters less per day. Now, that's the average. So that means we we have some very heavy consumers out there who are drinking almost a liter a day. And so we're, we're seeing that on average... We're seeing an overall decline in our first cohort. Very preliminary uh, results, but promising and suggesting that by changing the workplace environment, we can actually support people in reducing their consumption of a product that we know uh, it promotes obesity and metabolic disease. Thank you.
4: Okay, so now let's take a look at inside the actual intervention, which is the Healthy Beverage Initiative metabolic Substudy. And while it's great that there is reduction in self-report, we also really wanted to see if there were improvements in metabolic health. So really, blood speaks louder than words, and so that means we really needed to collect the blood. Um, So we enrolled 214 UCSF employees who were actually really heavy in SSB consumption. And we collected a variety of metabolic health. This included insulin sensitivity, liver function, and also adiposity measures as well. They came uh, to the UCSF CTSI clinic fasting in the morning and they donated their blood. We examined the variety of metabolic measures I just stated. But while we were worried about our heavy drinkers, we asked ourselves if the sales ban at work may not just be enough. Then half of them were actually randomized into a brief 10-minute counseling session done by our very own wellness coordinator, Laura Ishkarian. And we talked to them about reducing their SSB intake. We took a motivational interviewing approach and connected them to things that really they cared about and that really mattered most to them. We also gave them a great video which was actually um, done and produced by our very own Dr. Robert Lustig called Sweet Revenge. This video talked about reducing their sugar intake, specifically their sugary sweetened beverage intake. And while I wish I could tell you what happened in their blood as the study is still going on, I can tell you what happened in our one-week follow-up counseling call. And what we found is that though 27% of our intervention participants reported not initially wanting to reduce their consumptions of their SSBs at the clinic visit, just one week later after our intervention and after some more motivational counseling, only 15% did not actually change. So that means 85% of our intervention participants actually showed reduction in their SSB consumption. Uh, we're really, truly finding that this is exciting and novel and a really good sign of the effects of our intervention. So we are truly, truly excited about this model and the potential for a healthy UC-wide population of employees and of students. We can we're really asking ourselves if we can help dramatically reduce sugar intake of a population, can we actually improve the collective microbiome? Can we actually improve health collectively, wellness collectively, through the reduction of sugar? So I believe personally that the answer is yes, and I also wanna say, yes, let's do it together. Meaning that one of our primary missions and visions of the So group is to actually um, work collaboratively across all of the UC campuses and see if we can actually have a collective change in this area of health. Thank you so much. Everybody.